Uh, we want to welcome everyone this morning that's joining us by live stream. Hallelujah. We want to get this message, get our messages out to as many people as possible. I mean, you know, it's not just about us in here. Amen. That we need to carry the message out there. Can I get an amen to that? All those who said an amen, now you're accountable for that word. Hallelujah. I'm going to get you guys. You know, the Bible says, go and make disciples. Does not say, come to Hill Country Cowboy Church every Sunday and wait down a chair. If you've noticed, all these chairs are hooked together. Amen. So they're not going to raise up if you don't put a, a paperweight on them. Praise the Lord. Amen. The messages we preach in here and teach in here, the whole world needs. Especially in this day and hour that we're living. All right. If you have your Bibles or because you have your Bibles... Let's all be turning to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. And you know, we've been teaching for the last couple of months, I guess, on the prophetic signs. Somebody said more than that, but that's okay. On the prophetic uh, uh, signs of the end times. And I, I shared those uh, that were with those that were here on January 1st that the New Year's resolution that the Lord gave me through the Holy Spirit uh, for this church is that for you and I to live ready. How many of you are living ready in here? Amen. Amen. How many of you know what living ready really means? Amen. It means your life is lining up with the Word of God. There are two important reasons to live ready. The first one is to save yourself from the wrath that's coming. The second one is to help save others who will listen to our message. See, not everybody's going to listen to the message. A lot of people don't want to hear the message because there's too many things God expects of them when they hear the message. There are many aspects of living a ready life. The three specific things the Lord put in my heart to teach on Gave me three words. Watch, pray, and abide. Watch, pray, and abide. So I considered these, especially for myself and for this church, because I'm the shepherd of this uh, group of folks here, I consider these to be our marching orders given to us by the Lord Jesus Christ for 2023. What does he mean when he tells us to watch? What does he mean when he tells us to pray? What does he mean when he tells us to abide? These are all questions we're going to be answering in the coming weeks, months, or however long it takes me to get it out. <laughs> all the men said, all right, praise the Lord. I mean, well, hey, we, we move fast in here, don't we, men? We, we started a, a six-week study January last year, and I think we're halfway done. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thorough. We're thorough. Amen. <laughs> so this morning, I want us to begin in 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse number 7. It says here in verse 7, it says, But the end of all things is at hand. I want you to think about that just for a moment. Peter wrote, this uh, way back in 60 A.D. 
So if the end of all things was at hand back then, how much more are, is the end of all things right now? Are you hearing me? Amen. It says, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be sober, the King James says. The New King James says, be serious. That sober in the King James Version means be sober-minded. Amen. Don't be wandering around everywhere, not grounded in the Word of God. It says, be uh, serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Notice he says, because we know the end is near, uh, that we are to be sober, be sober-minded. We're to be serious. We're to be watchful. The Amplified in that verse 7 says it this way. It says, but the end and culmination of all things has now come near. Keep sound-minded. And look at this. And self-restrained. Underline that if you've got it amplified. If not, just write it out in your margin. Be self-restrained. Quit saying the devil's making you do it. You have a choice. Amen? Be self-restrained. And alert, therefore, for the practice of prayer. Notice again that we're to be sound-minded, self-restrained, and be watchful. The word watch means to be alert. It also means to be on guard. It also means to stay vigilant or to keep awake. Amen? There's a lot of those few folks in here need to stay awake. Amen. Listen, the only difference between some Christians, none of them in here, I'm talking about them other churches, the only, the only difference between some Christians and other churches is that some of them have victory and some of them, some of them don't. The some that have victory stay awake in class. If they're like I was in school, they took a nap every once in a while. And then when test time comes, guess who made a, a, a poor grade? I did. Well, it's the same way in the kingdom of God. You stay awake, you're going to pass the test. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's move on. Praise the Lord. So he's telling us that in the last days, we need to be alert and on guard. And we need to keep spiritually awake. In other words, don't get spiritually lazy. That in these last days, just before Jesus uh, returns, we are to remain watchful. He says, watch and pray. Be vigilant. Don't be spiritually lazy. Don't let the enemy... Wear you out mentally, and that's what he's trying to do. If he can wear a Christian out mentally, the, the Christian's going to be just... How many of you ever been in really spiritual warfare? Amen. Do you just feel wore out when you get done? Amen. Let me, let me put it in the natural. How many of you had really good heated fellowship with your partner? Do you, that's spiritual warfare. Amen. I don't believe I went there. <laughs> but, hey, both of you feel wore out. Because your enemy ain't your partner. Your enemy's the devil. 
And he's there to make you, to wear you out mentally. And we need to know that. Amen? Turn to your bride and say, you're not my enemy. You're my lover. And the devil's my enemy. Amen. So we need to watch and pray. We need to be vigilant. We don't need to be spiritually lazy. Uh, In other words, don't let the enemy wear you out mentally, but be diligent and, listen to this, purposeful. Be purposeful in your pursuit after God. Also, we need to be passionate for the things of the Spirit. And even more so as we see the day of the Lord approaching. Is everybody with me? We need to be more hungry for what, the, the, what God has for us. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, I said in the first message of 2023 to make a New Year's resolution to live ready. I actually believe we need to add a few more. How about making a resolution to live more passionate toward God? How about making a one to listen to God's voice? To hear him more clearly. How about a resolution to be more faithful? Not only to God, but to the, to the house of God. Amen? God's will is for us to be in church. Amen? All the time. The Bible says in Hebrews uh, 20... Uh, I don't know. The address is slipping, but it says that in the last days... Do not forsake the gathering of the saints together. How I many you know that? Amen. And it says even more so as you see the end approaching. So we don't need to be coming to church less. We need to be coming to church more. You need to be more faithful to God in everything God has to offer you. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to be uh, have a resolution to give more. I'm gonna, let me just personalize this to me. I have a resolution to give more of myself to God. I'm going all in. Matter of fact, I've already went all in. So I'm going all in, all in. Amen. Give more of yourself to God instead of always asking God what he can give you. Why don't we go through this year, this coming year, seeking what God would have us do? To expand his kingdom on this earth. Why don't we tell God we will be about his business. Instead of always asking him to bless our business. Why don't we get more serious about the words. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My brothers and sisters. How many want 2023 to be better than 2022? Well, to expect better from God, we need to realize He expects better from us. Amen. Luke 6, 38. Write that down. Go look at it. It says, by what measure you give unto God, He's going to give the same unto you. You ain't doing nothing for God. Guess what? Don't expect anything from Him. He does not lie. His word is truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are absolutely no limitations in God. Everything is in, that's in heaven is available to every born-again Christian. 
And if you and I want to experience all that God has for us, then we must open our hearts and allow God to speak to us about the things we can and must change in our lives. How many many of you are with me now? How many of you are really thinking about getting up and walking out? Hallelujah. Amen. Preach it, Pastor. So Peter is telling us that in the last days, we need to be more watchful. That we're watchful, listen to me, not to be practicing sin. Write this scripture down. Galatians 5, uh, 19 through 21, or could be always from 17 to 21. Talks about 17 works of the flesh. Go in there and check yourself, see if you're doing any of them. And read the words out loud to yourself. Those who practice these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And heaven, my brothers and sisters, is a part of his kingdom. Let's get serious about God. Amen? That we're watchful not to be practicing sin. That we're watchful not to have one foot in God and the other foot in the world. That we're watchful not to be saying amen on Sundays and then cussing somebody out that cut cut you off in traffic on Monday morning. We need to be watchful to live for God 24-7 and not just a couple of hours on Sunday and maybe an hour on Wednesday. We need to allow God to father us, that we allow him to speak truth into our lives, that we allow God to expose in each of us those things that are are in our life that he wants us to change. Amen. That we no longer need certain things in our life anymore. That we no longer need to act that way, be that way, or say those type of things to our family or to our spouse or to others. We need to be more purposeful in our pursuit after God Almighty. We need to be more passionate about hearing His voice. And then when He does correct us, we must be passionate about uh, and be willing to make any adjustments that need to be made. My brother and sister, God is wanting to help us to prepare and to live prepared. So he's telling us, everybody in this room and everybody that's watching my live stream this morning, he is telling us to be watchful. Amen. And I realize there's those out there that are going to have an attitude that, yeah, Jesus ain't really coming back. I mean, we've been, we've been hearing that for years. How many of you have been hearing it for years? Amen. We all have. Amen. So there's going to be out there that's going to have that attitude. Well, we've been hearing that for years, so I just believe it when I see it. Let me tell you something. When you see it, the church is gone, and you're going to be looking at their backsides as they meet him in the air. Amen. Don't be waiting to see it. Change your life now to live ready. Hallelujah. You know, I want to enlighten all those who have that kind of an attitude. You're part of what the Lord prophesied when he said in the last days there would be scoffers and mockers. 
That's First Peter 3, 3, 3, 3 and 4 if you want to look it up. Where they say, where's the promise of his coming? Scoff and mock all you want. But Jesus is coming. And he's coming soon. Now that doesn't mean we stop living our everyday lives. It just means we live life in a new and better way. That we live our life uh, with more love for God. That we live our life with a greater passion or really a greater zeal for the Word of God and for the things of God. And even though the world is getting darker and darker, uh, all around us our light can and must shine brighter and brighter. Can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Listen to me. You and I are not going to allow today's culture to wear us down and change us. But we have to be watchful. Are you with me? Listen to me. Watchful, being watchful, that's an action word. Think about that. Look at this in Matthew chapter 24. You know, I'm like many of you. I'm waiting for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. But see, I'm not just sitting around with my arms crossed. I'm staying engaged. I'm doing, I'm building, I'm growing. I'm moving forward in the things of God. I'm also being watchful because His coming could come at a moment that I don't know and I won't be ready. There's nothing more important in your life right now than being biblically ready to be raptured. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I ready? I am ready. Am I still working in my chosen field? Yes. Am I still being the light? Yes. Am I still doing what God has called me to, and that's to be a witness? Yes. I'm living ready. I'm watchful. I'm alert. I'm vigilant. And I'm not allowing those things in my life that clutter it up. I got rid of all them. You still got clutter in your life. You need to clean house. Amen. Sweep the house out. And get in the corners. And don't sweep it under the carpet. Sweep it out the door and leave it there. Get rid of all those things in your life that clutter it up. Get rid of all those things in your life that weigh you down. Get rid of all those things in your life that causes your passion for God to dwindle. That causes your life to be so busy with everything else that you don't have time for God. He says, be watchful. So yours in my posture is to watch. Matthew 24, verse number 36. Are you listening good this morning? Amen, amen. Matthew 24, 36 says, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be or will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage 
until, look at this, until the day that Noah entered the ark and God closed the door. I believe this is where we're at right now, my brother and sister. Some people preach that we're going to live through the entire seven years of tribulation. But I want to bring a few things to your mind. They believe that we're, we won't be raptured until we go through all the hell that's going to happen in revelation. I mean, in tribulation. I don't know how that can happen. Because if you read your Bible and you look at what happens in the second half of that seven-year period, there is no eating, drinking, and being given in marriage. What you'll see is over half the world population being destroyed. Read your Bible. You will get enlightened if you'll just read your Bible. So when he says it will be as in the days of Noah, yes, life will be going on, but also in those days... Just like it was in the days of Noah, the earth is going to be filled with violence, darkness, sexual wickedness. In Lot's day, it was the same way. Violence, sexual immorality, men sleeping with men, women sleeping with women. Mm -hmm. I am. I'm preaching a whole lot better than people shouting. Somebody type in the amen, pastor, preach it. Praise God. Listen to me. We're there. This country, this world is there. Gross darkness is filling this earth. Amen. I mean, you look at the world today and you see history repeating itself. Darkness and perversion everywhere. And then in verse 9, he says this. This is Jesus talking. He says, and they did not know until the flood came. They did not know until the flood came and took them away. Took them all away. How I many of you know there was only eight saved in the ark? I'm going to let that sink in a minute. Jesus said in Matthew, I don't know the exact number, but in Matthew 7, I believe it is, he says, straight is the way and narrow. Narrow is the way to leads to heaven. And then he says, wide. And he also says, in that first half, he says, and few be there that find it. I mean, you know, Hill Country Cowboy Church is, is discipling a bunch of fews. We're going to be the few, amen? Amen. But then he says, Jesus, this is a warning, guys. He said, this is a warning to everybody under the sound of my voice. He says, wide is the gate and easy is the way that leads to destruction. Yeah. Then he said, many will go in there. He's not playing the numbers game. Amen. Jesus says, if you love me, do my commandments. But we're there. Darkness and perversion is everywhere. And then he says, uh, they were that way until the Flood came and the, that took them all away. It says, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. It will come that quickly. The Bible says he'll come as a thief in the night. When are most people partying? 
Just saying. Hallelujah. Look at verse number 39. It says, uh, uh, and they did not know until that the flood came and took them all away. So also it will be, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then, look at this, two men will be in the field. You want to play the numbers games? 50-50. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. They don't do that anymore. They buy their flour. One will be taken and the other left. Look what he tells us, you and I, in the next verse. He says, watch, therefore. Everybody say, watch. Tell your attorney your name and say, I'm watching. I hope you are. Watch, therefore, look at this, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this. See, we got to know what I'm fixing to tell you. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. In other words, and I love using my brother Jason, if other, in other words, if Jason knew that at midnight a thief was going to break into his house, would he be out partying somewhere? No, he's going to be waiting with a shotgun. And he's going to do what that doormat of mine says. It says, if you're going to break into my house, stand there and get right with the Lord Jesus Christ and tell him you're on your way. Amen. Amen. Joe got that, so I did too. I loved it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. No, Jason's going to be waiting because he knows he's coming. Listen, all the signs point to it. He's coming. Jesus is coming. Be watchful. So it says here, we don't know the hour he's coming. So notice what he tells us to do. He says to watch. You see, if you watch and you're not spiritually asleep, then that day is not going to come on you unaware. You'll be aware of it. You'll be watching the signs of the time. We've, this is probably the seventh or eighth teaching that we've done in this church on the end times. If you missed any of the ones before this one, it was, they were all Holy Ghost filled, I suggest you go back and listen to them. Amen? But if you are not watching, then you'll listen to messages, messages just like this one and go right out them doors and just live any old way you want to live and then that day will come on upon you, come upon you unaware. Listen to what this pastor's telling you now. So how many know we need to be watchful? How many of you know you need to live ready? We need to be watchful and we need to be ready because we do not know when he's coming. We know by the signs. That he could come at any moment. But because no man knows the exact day or hour, he's telling us to watch. I cannot say it enough. Are you with me? Yes, Look at verse 43 again. It says, but know this, 
that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, verse 44, you also be ready. Turn to your neighbor and say, you also be ready. Amen. The word ready in the Greek means to be adjusted. It means to be prepared. It means, uh, in other words, it means to adjust your life and your lifestyle so it lines up exactly with God's Word. And don't say, well, we can't, none of us can be perfect. Your heart can be perfect. I said your heart can be perfect before God. And when your heart is perfect before God, your flesh will eventually catch up. Amen. I'm a proven witness of that. Hallelujah. It says, therefore, you also be ready, adjusted, prepared, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not expect. In other words, the very moment you think He's not coming, guess what? Uh-huh. That's the time He's going to come when you least expect it. My point is, Will you be ready? Watching doesn't mean just waiting. Watching doesn't mean we hide out somewhere with folded arms and we're just waiting on God to show up. Watching is an action word. Watching means to be alert. Watching means to be on guard. It means to be diligent. It means to be about the Father's business. So watching doesn't mean I'm just waiting uh, on God to move in my life. It means I'm focused on doing His will. Then, when I'm focused on doing His will, then He'll bless my life and He'll move in my life. Can I get an amen? amen. Three things. Watch, pray, and abide. So if you're not watching this morning, you need to start. That means adjust your life. Adjust your lifestyle to match the Word of God. Listen, anybody who's ever sinned knows when they were sinning. Amen. So when you get that uh, little voice saying, do this or do that, you know it's wrong. You better not do it. Because if you do, you're willingly being rebellious. I think I'll get a drink water on that one. We do not want to be rebellious toward the living God. Yes, God loves each and every one of us. But let me tell you something more than that. He's a just God. I said he's just. And he has told us time and time again, he will give out rewards or punishment at the judgment. Amen? And we talked, last, I think, last week about the two judgments. We may, that been, may have been Wednesday night. Yeah, thank you, sister. <laughs> I saw it on your face. No, Wednesday. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why you don't want to miss Wednesday. Amen. Wednesday nighters get a little bit more than you get. <laughs> Amen. Wednesday night is where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory. Three things. Watch, pray, and abide. 
Now, being a watchman or being watchful also means to be prepared for what is coming. Again, a watchman is prepared for what is coming. The Lord has, uh, has had me tell this congregation and other people in my life for the last 18 months about the coming of food shortages. And we ain't seen the worst of it yet, guys. We have not seen the worst of what's coming. He said in, in Matthew 24, he says, uh, all the things we're going to be seeing is the beginning of sorrows. And like I told you last week, I think God will be gone when the worst happens. But we're going to see the beginning of sorrows or the beginning of the birthing pains. Amen. I said that because you ladies need to say amen. Praise God. Oh, you don't want to be here for that. Amen. Hallelujah. It's already started. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Listen, I'm not here to preach gloom and doom. But once again, I'm saying to be prepared that there are going to be things that take place in the natural on this earth like food shortages. There will be more and more supply chains interrupted due to man-created fuel shortages. There are going to be all sorts of things taking place around this world to distract you and to keep you from being watchful so you're not being alert, to get your mind off of what's, what's really happening, that all these things must happen for the, to usher in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I used to preach that before Jesus comes, there's going to be a great revival. I have not found that in Scripture, so I've quit preaching that. Amen. The revival is on the inside of each and every born-again believer. All you got to do is let him out. I've already revived. I revived in 1997, and I've been reviving every day since. Amen. You can't turn it off. It's like that song we sang, dry bones rattling. Hallelujah. And if you don't want to rattle and you don't want to praise God, he says the stones will cry out. Praises to his name. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I've been telling you a long time things are going to be coming. But they're coming to distract you and keep you from being alert. That your attention is now on what the government is saying. Your attention is on what the news programs are saying. Instead of relying on what the word of God says. Yes, God has always warned his people to prepare in the natural. But the most important preparation any of us could be making right now is spiritual. Amen? Yes, it would have been wise for you and I to buy an extra can of beans or an extra bag of rice for the last 18 months when we went to Walmart or H-E-B or wherever it is you shop. But listen. If worse comes to worse, i got faith enough that a squirrel will bring me something to eat if I need it. There'd be a flock of uh, quail come around my house. I don't want none of that, that manna stuff. I like H-E-B bread. Hallelujah. 
But it would have been wise for us to buy a bag of rice or something a little extra. Hopefully y'all been doing it every week. But more importantly, the most important thing is, is we can trust God to take care of us. Either when the cupboards are full or when they're empty. He said, I'll supply all your need. Amen. Even when there's not enough money to pay the bills. God will take care of you. You see, it's easy to trust God. This is what I'm about to tell you. It's easy to trust God when everything is going good. How many of you would agree with that? Amen. But Jesus warned us that trials and tribulations are coming. He said, also, before it gets too bad, I'm going to catch you up and take you out of there. Amen. Here comes the test. How many of you are a first loader? Got you again. Bible says the dead in Christ will rise first. And those of us who are left will be caught up to be with them in the air. Now, how many of you are a first loader? How many of you are going to be caught up? Amen. That's why a pastor tells you to read your Bible. That way I can't fool you. I can't trick you into raising your hand. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's so good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, a while ago I was talking about two will be and one will be left. I, I'm just reminded of the, of, the, of the brides, the ten brides. How many of them were wise? Five. How many of them were unwise? 50-50, guys. 50-50. That's the best odds I've found so far in the Bible as far as who's going to be taken and who's not. And I said this a while ago that there's nothing in the Bible that says there's a great revival. And I've told most of you in here, and I'll tell those watching my live stream this morning, you know when the great revival is going to be? Right after we're raptured. And all those people that have been going to church all their life just to check the box off. They haven't grown. They haven't done anything for God. They haven't lived for God. They walk into church on Sunday, praise the Lord, and then walk out on Monday and start cursing people. They'll go out on Friday and Saturday night partying, drinking. That's your revival right there. When the real church disappears. All those play like Christians. The ones that never read this. But they just mean, listen to the guy in the pulpit. And all he's doing is telling them how much Jesus loves them. And yes, Jesus does love them. Jesus loves us all. But Jesus says, if you love me, do my commandments. There will be a coming that when people uh, are, are standing before God and they're saying, why didn't you take me? He said, they're going to say, because you didn't have a relationship with me. You was just going to church. Oh, okay, Lord. 
I could really preach right now. But I am not, I'm preaching to the choir in here. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me finish. Praise the Lord. It says, but in verse number 30, uh, let's go to Luke. Did I tell you to go to Luke? Okay. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Go to Luke. Chapter number 21. I'll give you time to get there. While you're turning there, I will remind you that there are going to be things on this earth, coming on this earth. Uh, and most of them I'm not going to talk about right now. I just want you to know that when these things come, you need to keep a right mindset that you need to stay watchful. That when things do come on this earth, you stay prepared, you stay ready. So being a watchman, by the way, that's the title of this message. So being a watchman is always to be prepared. How many of you know that God forewarns his people? He warns his people of what's coming. How many of you know to be forewarned is to be forewarned? Listen, God is not threatening mankind. He warns mankind. God didn't threaten Joseph with famine or Egypt with famine. He warned Joseph that famine was coming. And Egypt got spared because he warned Joseph so God's people would be spared. Amen. That kind of sounds like grace. This world right now is being spared because of you and because of the grace of Jesus Christ that God wants you saved. Amen. He wants them saved too. And he's drawing on a lot of them. Because you can't go to Christ unless the Spirit draws you. Amen. But we're being forewarned. Jesus, Jesus warned, I mean, God warned Joseph. He said there's going to be seven years of prosperity. There ain't going to be seven for us. That's the first three and a half years of tribulation, guys, if you didn't know it. First three and a half years of tribulation is going to be peace and safety. But then the Bible says, then uh, is when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction. So there's going to be, there was, he warned him that there was going to be seven years of prosperity. And he said, while there's prosperity, prepare and store up. Why? For the seven-year famine that was coming. And famine did come. My brother and sister, there are going to think, there are going to come. Uh, uh, things that you can't just faith away. You know what I mean by that? You can't just ignore it because of faith. Amen. Uh, and I'm not talking about things in your personal life. What I mean by that is there are certain things coming on this planet, on this earth, things that are, uh, are going to originate from the kingdom of darkness, and these things will be what leads up to our getting out of here. But they're coming. So God is telling us to watch. Luke 21, verse number 34. He says, uh, but take heed to yourselves. 
lest your hearts be weighted down or weighed down with carousing, what? Drunkenness and the cares of life. And that day come on you unexpectedly. I'm going to read that again. It says, but take heed. That word take heed there means the same as be watchful. But take heed to yourself, not to your wife, not to your husband. Each person in here must take heed to them. Amen? This is a personal letter to each and every one of us. It says, but take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing, with drunkenness, with cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. For it will come... Not might come, it will come. For it will come as a snare. Look at this. It will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the earth. That's talking about being natural. That's talking about living in the natural instead of living for God. It's going to be a snare to them. It says, watch therefore and pray always. Look at this. That you may be what? Counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Amen. I'm going to read that in the Texas English. It says, watch out and pray always that you may be worthy to escape what's coming to Wimberley, to Austin, to Texas, to the rest of the world. So you can stand before Jesus and get your rewards. He's told us last week, though, for all those who overcome and do his word, live his word, will stand before him at the what? Judgment seat of Christ. We're not at the white throne, Joe. Well, we are, but we're standing behind the Lord, not in front of him. I'm looking forward to standing before Jesus. And if nothing else, he just says, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to be counted worthy to escape. And the best way for me to do that, the best way for you to do that, is to be about the Father's business. Hallelujah. Now, go back over to Matthew 24. Boy, y'all need to listen a little quicker. We've got five or six more pages here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, and I want to read up in uh, verse number three. It says, and this is talking about Jesus. It says, as, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed. He could have said what? Watch. He said, take heed, be alert, that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And they will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. That's happening. And you uh, that see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. 
where nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, plural, pestilences, plural, uh, COVID-19s, plural. Oh, no, that's not in there. But uh, that's what he's talking about. Be all kinds of variants coming out. There'll be earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. I don't know if you know this or not, but people already hate you. Just go ahead and put the red badge of courage on because they hate you. They call you a hater. And many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate on one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Now go back up to verse 4. I want you to look at the first thing Jesus told his disciples. He said, take heed. Take heed. That means be alert, be watchful. It also means in the Greek to have, look at this, to have your eyes wide open. And I'm not talking about these two eyeballs right above your nose. I'm talking about the eyes of your heart being enlightened by the word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Miss Debbie. Hallelujah. Got one amen. Ah, glory to God. That means be alert, be watchful. It means to have your eyes wide open, that you're not blinded. Watch this. By deception, that you're not blinded by deception. Jesus said, Take heed or watch that you're not deceived. And the thing, here's the thing about deception, guys people who are deceived don't even realize it until it's too late or until they have a revelation, until they come to ACCC and hear this cowboy preacher preach. Then revelation comes and they say, hey, all these years I've been going to XYZ church, I've been being deceived. Father God, forgive me. I repent. I'll live for, for you from this day forward. I'll quit living for myself. I'll quit living for my wife. I'll quit living for my kids. I'll quit living for my job. I'll quit living for everything but you, Lord. Please forgive me. And guess what? You're brand new. Isn't that great? And you can do that every day if you have to. They don't even know it. You see, deception, my brothers and sisters, is very subtle. It's a gradual thing. And what happens is Satan slowly moves in and slowly starts working on a person's mindset day after day, week after week, month after month. Slowly changing them and changing their mindset until they believe what he wants them to believe. Until they believe that they can go ahead and live like they want to and grace covers all their sin. Jesus says, if you love me, do my commandments. Amen? There's so much more in the Bible than John 3.16. If that's the only thing that I was going to preach, why don't I just put that on a piece of paper on a big card, really, so I could just show it to you uh, like I'm at a football game. 
Why don't I just put John 3.16 on there and throw the Bible away? Why don't you tear all the pages out of your Bible that have everything else on it and just keep that one scripture? That God so loved the world. Hallelujah. There's so much more. And God wants us to be watchful. He wants us to be watchful that we're doing all of his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Slowly changing their mindset so they'll believe just anything. The Bible says, woe unto them. It calls evil good and good evil. And that's what we're having in this world right now. We're having churches. Let's get off the world. They don't know any better. We got churches calling evil good and good evil. Evil good and good evil. Yeah, okay. Amen. I told you last week, we now have transgenders coming into uh, church uh, Sunday school classes, teaching their children. Woe unto the parents and the pastors that allow that kind of crud to happen. I love all people, but I will not allow as the shepherd over this flock to allow that kind of business to happen in this church. I may not call them out in, and embarrass them in perf- uh, person, but if they keep wanting to come here, I will tell them that they're not going to practice that here. Amen. Amen. If they want to practice it, there's plenty of other churches, even in Wimberley, that will allow that. We're not going to practice it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Know why I got off on that? It's not in my nose, but I did, and I ain't going to take it back. Hallelujah. Matthew 24, 11. He repeats the warning that was up in five. He says, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Right now. Everybody look at me. Right now. False prophets are rising up all over this world and all over this country. There's one right now in Israel. He's a false rabbi. And he's performing miracles. And he's doing lying signs and wonders. But he's not a born-again child of God. He's not doing it in the name of Jesus, so it ain't real. Listen to me. The devil can cause somebody to be healed if he can deceive them. He's not doing these miracles in the name of Jesus. Jesus said in the last days, the thing that we're going to have to watch for is deception. That that we be not deceived. Brothers and sisters, we need to pray for Israel because there's people there that are being deceived by this rabbi simply because they don't believe that the Messiah has already come. They don't believe Jesus to be the Messiah. Don't believe me? It's all over social media. Google it, duck, duck, go it, or however you get your information. Amen. And when it comes to anything anti-God, all of those media outlets are quick to put it up there. Amen. The Bible says they love their own. 
when it comes to anything anti-God, uh, it, uh, it'll always get plenty of publicity. Jesus said in the last days there would be false prophets, false teachers, and he said there would be false doctrines. There's a movement right now being perpetrated on the body of Christ called, uh, or it's about really denouncing your faith. It's actually called deconstructing your faith. Look it up. But basically it means that God's word is no longer the absolute truth. Listen to me. God's word was used to, to found and uh, structure, put the structure in this country. God's word structured our society. But over the years, like I said, Satan's got in there and he's changed our society and he's slowly lulled them to sleep to where they accept anything. And now in this last hour, they've actually turned against God. They don't want God anywhere. Take God out of our government. Take God out of our schools. Take God out of our, our prisons. Take God out of everywhere. Take God out of your life. Take God out of your schools, your children's life. Be watchful. Glory to God. God's word is God's word. God's word is the only truth. But now society is saying that the word of God, listen to this, is no longer the standard by which they want to live. And this deconstruction of faith movement is following society's lead. Saying the truth of God's word is what you say it is. Or that I say it is. If I say it's truth, it must be truth for me. Uh-huh. I know you don't think that can happen, guys, but it's happening. I want you to be aware. Especially those of you who got grandkids or kids. You need to be aware of what's being taught. You need to stay on top of being watchful over your family. You don't assume that the teachers are good. Don't assume that your government won't lie to you. Don't assume that they won't have you put something in your body that will kill you saying it's good for you. Get on your website. Get on, some, get on some actual news. Not the mainstream media. Guys, if, you ain't, if that's all you got, get on somebody that's telling the truth. Telling the truth about COVID. Telling the truth about vaccines. Telling the truth about genderism. They're far and in between, but they are out there. Hmm. Are y'all okay? Y'all still love me? Amen. Society is stay, uh, saying that the word of God is no longer the standard, that the, the truth is what I say it is. In other words, to that person who's deconstructing their faith, God's word is no longer, listen to me, their moral compass. Therefore, it's okay to live any way I want to, I can be any lifestyle I want to be. If I want to be an animal, I can be an animal. 
They'll put a litter box in there if I want to be a cat. We laugh, but it's happening, guys. Google furry. No, I'm telling you, you're strong enough to do it. And you need to tell somebody else. This is not for you. This message is to you, but it's not for you. It is for you to take out there. I can't go everywhere out there, guys. And if you don't tie them up and bind them up and bring them in here, they'll never hear it if you don't say something. No, we need to know these things. We need to be aware of what's going on around us. We need to be alert. We need to be watchful. So we can help other people. Turn to your name and say, it ain't about you. <laughs> Cowards. <laughs> Where was I? Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh. Deconstructing your faith says, if I say it's true and right, then it's true and right. That, my brother and sister, is deception that's gone to seed. It's not only producing fruit in that person's life, but they're spreading that vomit everywhere else, and it's spreading into our schools, it's spreading into churches. When are we going to stop it? When are we going to be bold enough to stand up for Christ? Where's the army of God nowadays? That's stupidity gone to seed, deconstructing your faith. Let me just say it. That is stupidity gone to seed. But see, that stupidity spreading throughout the body of Christ. Why? Because it's palatable. And it's easy. And it don't offend anybody. It don't hurt nobody's feelings. And they keep writing their checks. Let me tell you something. That's a deceptive belief system. And that type of belief system where God is who you say he is and God allows what you say is right, that type of belief system is deceiving many spiritually weak Christians. And it is leading them away from God's word. And you and I... And let me put, and if you if if you and I aren't careful, if we don't proclaim the gospel, we don't proclaim the truth, we can be deceived too. Amen. You gotta shout it out, guys. We're raising up an army in here. May not look very like very many people, but let me tell you something. One Jake can put a ten thousand to flight in Jake's life. You get him and Presley together, look out. Amen? And it's up to them to do it in their family. It's up to them to be watchful. If you and I, brother and sister, and I, oh my goodness, 1207, where did the time go? If you and I aren't spiritually in tune with the word of God, we can be deceived as well. And I can tell you about me. I don't know about you, but I can tell you about me. 
I'm staying tuned in to God's voice and God's word. Can you say amen? In closing. (laughs) Hallelujah. In closing, let me go ahead and encourage you that as we continue to move forward in this new year, 2023, we've already, the month's over. Amen. But as we move forward in 2023, don't be distracted or deceived by what you hear or see, the things going on in this world. Listen, the devil knows his time is short, and he's going to use any means available to him to deceive, to disrupt, to destroy as many lives as he can. You and I need to be watchful that we're not one of them. We have the greater one living on the inside of us. Say that with me. I have the greater one living on the inside of me. Amen. I'm victorious. I got the devil under my foot. And I ain't letting him up. I'm watching. I'm praying. And I'm going to abide. In Jesus' name. Y'all got, kind of got weak at the end of that, guys. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet. Everybody say this with me. I'm watchful. I'm alert. I'm vigilant. I'm on guard. I stand on God's truth. And I am victorious. I am a watchman. Hallelujah. I actually put this, that God has empowered each and every one of us to be a watchman if you're a man and to be a watchwoman if you're a lady. Amen? He's empowered you. Hallelujah. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is on the inside of me and you. Praise God. All right, praise God. I'm going to quit. I know I'm just going to quit for this week. How about that? Hallelujah. If you're in this room today or you're watching my live stream and and, and you've really never, I'm going to put it like this. The Bible says to, to believe in the heart and confess with your mouth. Those two things are mandatory to be saved. You can't think it. It says believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That's Romans 10, 9 and 10. So if you're in this room or you're watching by live stream this morning and you have never repeated the sinner's prayer, I want to pray with you this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want everybody to repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son. I believe He died for me. I believe He rose for me. And I believe he rose, raised me up with him. Rose you up with him. Hallelujah. He rose you up with him. Hallelujah. And right now, I dedicate myself to be a watchman. To be a watch person. To watch over your word. To watch over my life. That I don't allow sin in. Jesus said... Your sins are forgiven. So my sins are forgiven. But then he said, 
go and sin no more. So I'm not going to sin anymore. I don't care how much the devil wants me to. I'm going to live holy. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. I'm not going to apologize for keeping you late. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, do I need to remind them of the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, everyone's invited to stay and eat. We are going to have, after we eat, a uh, actually a new member's uh, orientation. Amen. Thank you. See how good she is? She just helps me even with my speech. Praise God. Hallelujah. So you're all welcome to do that. Uh, stay with us. Um, let me, let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Father God, I thank you that the eyes of your people, the eyes of their heart are being enlightened so that they will know the hope of your calling on their life, Father God. I thank you that each person in here, Father God, will be filled with the fullness of your uh, grace, fullness of your mercy, and the fullness of your wisdom. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We always say that you're next in line for your miracle. Amen. Because we serve a miracle working God. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Miss Brenda. I do want to encourage everyone. This new members orientation next step is not just for new members. I don't want it to be misunderstood, and it seems like it has been misunderstood. Even though every time we've announced it, we have said we encourage everyone to stay and and go through it. It's about an hour long, but it is just like Daddy here is going to be sitting down in the living room talking to all of his children and let them know what the... what. The house rules are all about. So it's the whole foundation of our church, what we stand for, what we believe in. And then that way, through the year, he's not having to put out some fires because we didn't go over something. Amen. So, amen. Anyway, now, everyone add- stay. And then after this one, every three to four months, then we'll have as needed new members only. So uh, y'all be can blessed. I, and you're, yes. Can sorry. I say no, yes, something? please. And listen. Let me just let me show you why we say it's a new members. How many of you have been through this class in this church? Look around. Nobody. So it's new to everybody. We want all of you to be there. Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray over the food. Heavenly Father, thank you for the food we're about to eat. Father God, bless it to the nourishment of our bodies and bless the hands prepared it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You're just